Hello, and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including OKKO, Let's Be Heroes, which we'll be talking about today. I'm your host, Alex Bonilla, and today I'm joined by Michelle Andrew. Hello. Steve Zek. Hi. And special guest, Justin Cummings. You know, there are probably people listening who have no idea who I am. I mean, you've <laughs> actually appeared on an OKCO OK podcast before. Yeah, yeah. yeah but that was like last, last October. Right. And yeah. if listeners want to go dig for the last time Justin appeared on a podcast, you can go yeah. look for that at OverlyAnimated.com. It- you can also subscribe to our OKCO OK feeds at OverlyAnimated.com slash iTunes. You can find us on YouTube at YouTube.com slash OverlyAnimated. And wherever you listen to us, we appreciate any ratings and reviews you want to leave us. It's it's the yearly occurrence, a just an appearance. <laughs> Once a year. Well, like, we bring well, it for very did, special occasions. If they did more crossover episodes, I would be here more. They probably wanted to, honestly. This is, like, what, the third, at least the third they've done. Mm-hmm. Maybe the fourth, even. Yeah. So yeah, they the seem to like them. The school, the Cartoon Network wanted this one. Yeah. And oh, Magiswords, too, and, though, right? And Captain, yeah, and Captain Planet. Yeah, Captain and Planet. Captain was, like, Planet. The first one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I missed that. Yeah, so as as has been alluded to, one of the episodes we will be talking about is the hyped-up crossover episode, Let's Meet Sonic. Later Mm -hmm. on in the podcast, we will get to the other more recently released episodes, uh, Let's Get Shadowy, Your Good Friend KO, Red Hatch and Three Grudgeman Day, Carl, and Dendi's video channel. But we are going to talk about first an episode that released a couple of weeks ago. It was on its own. It premiered on TV first before it went Mm -hmm. online, which is kind of a rarity for OKKO. But this was a rare episode because Ian Jones Quarty has history with Sonic in the past that he's worked on Sonic Mania with doing some animation work and if you follow his twitter he's just a general sonic fan and it seems that there are other sonic fans on the okko crew so it seems I, kind of inevitable that oh, we finally get a sonic episode uh <laughs> justin since you're here specifically to talk about I, this uh, <laughs> how, what are your general thoughts on Son- well i mean i guess we'll first start how much do you know about sonic and then after that like what how does this episode make you feel so, first off, my general Sonic knowledge is that I understood every reference in this episode. Oh, my God. Um, at all of them. There were, some, there were some good ones. There were some good ones in there. Um, like every good Sonic fan, I hate Sonic. Um, hmm. <laughs> the, what? The rare, the good... Michelle, let me get you caught up here. Good Sonic games happen maybe once a decade. Um, oh, The no. last good one was Sonic Mania. Sonic Colors in 09 was pretty good. Generate. We get good ones occasionally, but the general life cycle of a Sonic fan is waiting for a new game and then being really disappointed, um, oh. and then making more fan art. So yeah, that's our fandom. Um, it's a lot like the Steven fandom the past no. like, three or four uh, years, like, and that has them. had quality. The problem is Sonic. Yeah. As, oh, as the games like, aren't good. So it's yeah. like you wait around and then the game's not even good. I see. Mm-hmm. Like if Steven kept falling through the floor infinitely over and over again, then we'd be at the same point. <laughs> that's so sad. What a yeah. way to describe it. Okay. Mm. Okay. But overall, I thought this was a really great crossover. I thought it was a good use of Sonic. I thought, cause the Sonic lore is so massive. They could have brought in a hundred characters and I'm very, very glad they just brought in Sonic and Tails and then made some references. Mm. Um, they, they didn't go overboard, which they really could have. Um, no, I thought it was a really, really good crossover. Um, really interesting use of Tails and Metal KO is the greatest thing ever. So, 
All right. Yeah, I, I do want to get into Tails' usage in this episode because it's interesting. But uh, first, mm-hmm. I, we'll get general thoughts from the other guys as well. Um, is Michelle, uh, do you know anything about Sonic? I'd probably seen one friend play a game once in my childhood, but I, so like, I know he's a hedgehog. I know he's got to go fast. Okay, good, good foundation. I know he collects go, rings go, 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 and tails. Tails is there and flies like a helicopter with his tail. And there's like a red guy and like a lady who might be purple. <laughs> and yeah. that's, literally all i know i like don't know how you win the games i don't know if there's like a plot but like sonic's one of those you just like even if you don't grow up with video games you just kind of know about the way you like know about pokemon it's just so popular it it seeps into your childhood indirectly all right all right so like not not having that connection to sonic how did you feel about the episode it was super fun, and I kept like feeling like, oh, I wish I knew what this was trying to reference, but I don't. But it's nice anyway. <laughs> plus, there was a lot of Boxman this episode, and I love oh, that. Yeah, so. that's true. <laughs> Already plus use of Boxman. <laughs> okay, okay. Steve, uh, your, your thoughts on this up? I have the first game on my Nintendo Wii, if that counts for something. Um, I'm familiar with it. I, uh, I I know like some like some of the anime I've heard about. I've there's seen an the, anime. anime. The Sonic X, right? And X, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Um, so I grew up video games, but I was grew up more of a Nintendo boy. So <laughs> Genesis <laughs> does what Nintendo don't, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, yeah, it's a little less familiar with Sonic. As I like, I, for me, the video game I loved growing up was Mega Man. Mega Man was my game, man. I love the Mega Man franchise. If, if you made an appearance here, I would know a lot of stuff here. But I've, I do, I, I have the first game. It's awesome. It's kind of fun to play. Um, I know, I'm not that familiar. I'm maybe probably a little more familiar than Michelle. Okay. All I got, all I get yeah. from this episode, and I, I did know in the first like cartoon in the '90s, he was voiced by Urkel. What? Um, uh, Jaleel White, yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> There's actually a series where uh, Jaleel White voices both Sonic, Sonic's brother, and Sonic's sister, who all play in a metal <laughs> band uh, okay. protecting a post-apocalyptic world, finding what? their queen mother who's in hiding. But I, I, Their mom's a queen? Is that why he runs so Only fast? in that universe. Only in that universe. What? There's so many different Sonic universes. What I do know more, though, is I'm pretty sure... The voice of Tails was Colleen O'Sullivan, a, a voice actress from like Digimon, Danny Phantom. Uh, you're talking about in this episode is yes. Colleen O'Shaughnessy, yes. Yes, though her name is different. She has a different like name in the credits, so. It's O'Shaughnessy yeah. in the credits. But, anyways, yeah. how oh, do you feel oh, about yeah. the episode? Eh, it's all right. Steve, I love all that buildup, like you flexing what you do know, yeah, and they're yeah, like, yeah. oh, that's fine, I guess. Wait, let me finish. I'm, I'm just saying, um, Sonic is, in this episode was a bit of a jerk. I don't, I, was he always that way? Um, yeah. But, yeah, yeah, he kind of was. They always wanted him to be the rude dude kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, different games have him different levels of snarky. Um. This is kind of the older uh, snarky Sonic, and so right. if that's what um yeah I, I guess they grew I, up on, that's what they would want to do. 
Uh, I do know in the 90s uh, cartoon, Mega Man was also the same way. So I guess it's something to do with video game main characters. They want them to be that way. Um, but I love Tails. Tails just adorable. Oh, my Tails is so precious. Uh, that's the character I actually was cared more about in this episode than Sonic himself. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that's the intent of the episode, but that way it was. But And I love Boxman. Boxman kind of stole the show. He yeah. is pretty much... the. He is pretty much similar to Egghead, Robotnik, whatever his name is. So I'm surprised we didn't see him. I'm surprised we didn't see the two of them together. That would have been awesome. Yeah, no, he, he was one of the ones that was just referenced, not shown. Yeah. So that that's yeah. uh, a big choice. Um, I will briefly say that my main Sonic experience is, A, I think very little. We did have like some kind of Sega console, so I do vaguely remember playing the original Sonic game on that. And also, my brother on GameCube played Sonic Heroes. And I yes! Saw, I watched him oh, play that a lot. One. Yeah, it, it was it was okay. I remember there was there was like one team that was the pink hedgehog and the giant oh. cat one, like you know the big oh, purple. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, like That's, yeah, big purple cat man is fun. I think his name is just Big, but anyways. Big the cat, yeah. Amy Rose the hedgehog, and Cream the rabbit. Yeah, oh. and Cream was referenced in this yeah. episode. I oh. was like, hey, I know that. <laughs> so Any, yeah, anyone um, uh, anyone remember that uh, Sonic was made an appearance reference on The Simpsons? And the episode when Bart like stole a video game, and you saw Sonic, his image of Sonic, he's like, he saw like a like a stoner, like a, like he's like a, he hiked up on caffeine or something, like do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Yeah, I mean, you got gotta go fast, you know. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so like, and also like even with without like Sonic game knowledge, but also Sonic at this point is such a meme that like I have a lot of knowledge just from like the internet, like making fun of him and stuff. So like. I, so, like, for example, like, the Chili Dogs meme is just, like, a thing that I know, even though I never watched the show, which I presume that's where that comes from. But, uh, so that that also happened. And as for the episode, I had a lot of fun with it. I, I do find Tails' usage interesting. is like that, because OKKO OK is always about, like, hey, we gotta make people feel better about themselves. Be wholesome, you know? And Tails is our conduit for that. Like, just pulling in a character from another another franchise i'm not sure if that's the dynamic that exists in other sonic media but it's an interesting one to explore right like tails is the sidekick that doesn't get that much buzz and he wants to he feels jealous at first but also he wants to help ko and so this is the internal struggle and i enjoy that we got some mileage out of that i think that the, there was a lot of fun to be had with comparing botsman to eggman um especially considering both of their um origins is like half robot half man situations so uh, very similar there and uh, and like it ends with a meme too like with the sonic says things it's just like from beginning to end it's a lot it's like pretty much encompassing all of sonic sonicness like you can tell that they love sonic and there are like action sequences in here as well that are very reminiscent of like video game gaminess that you can like tell is taken from sonic but they also have fun with it too like it doesn't feel like they're over reverential of it either so i think that it strikes a really nice balance and it if it's somehow it fits the tone of okko like could they with many of the of the crossovers they feel kind of like normal OKKO episodes. Like the if Sonic didn't exist outside, like I could sort of buy Sonic being its own, just a random OKKO character that like popped up. So I think they did a good job of integrating them, in my opinion. Mm. I think they did. I think they really did make it feel natural that 
um, that Sonic would be a part of this universe. And I mean, they only really broke the fourth wall with the, I mean, okay, KO breaks the fourth wall all the time, doesn't have a fourth yeah. wall anymore. But yeah. like when they all popped up in the logo from the first game, which I thought that was cute. But yeah, the Sonic says is actually from the original 80s cartoon itself. Um, and then 90s cartoon. Question Is this cartoon? Not, 90s, not, you're right, 91. Is like, 91 cartoon, is the first game came out. Is this so different from the out. anime? It's, was there like an yeah. anime and a cartoon, or are they the same so thing? So there are. There are five different shows, Michelle. There's, <laughs> oh my god! There's the two ones just called Sonic the Hedgehog. One we call Adventure. There's Sonic and Sonic Saturday Morning. Um, okay. One's good, one's bad. I can't remember which one. Sonic Underground, <laughs> which is the weird post-apocalyptic music-based one of Urkel. Oh, okay. Sonic X is the anime, and then Sonic Boom is the CGI meta one. Isn't there an OVA? Oh, no. Aren't there any OVAs? I feel like the only OVAs are... they've done are the Sonic Mania ones that um, okay, some oh, of the OKKO okay, crew actually worked on. I do know any okay. an, I do know any anime four kids dubbed it and it was heavily censored. It's like infamous, like some vid, YouTube videos comparing the original Japanese and the four kids edits. Like, yeah, but uh, it's four kids, so that's kind of yeah. normal. Yeah. yeah, like one of the characters, like one of the characters, a cat woman who definitely had cleavage for some reason, and <laughs> so that's like the bat girl, right? <laughs> she was a bat. Yeah. Go yeah. Rouge the bat. Um, speaking of tails, fun fact: Tails' real name is Miles Prower. Oh Miles God. per hour. Oh, oh my god! I love it. What a great oh, pun. I, I, they... I had not pieced that together. They do show his full name in the int- in the intro. Um, the titles that they give oh, them, so that's cool. Oh, just to, in this in the shows, do, do do they have like secret identities, like alter egos, like civilians? No, or, so the know? reason he's called Tails is that <laughs> the Sega of Japan team was like my. Tails per hour. That's funny. And America was like, no, 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 no. Five-year-old boys aren't going to get that. We're naming him Tails because he has two tails. So they settled on Miles yeah. Tails Prower. Oh, okay. Well, it's, it's his middle name now. All right. It's a nickname given to him by Sonic. Aww. Uh, I will say uh, the one sequence that stood out to me is when Tails is like telling KO how to inspire himself. And it's like, the reason to keep moving forward for me was Sonic. And uh, it's like very cute and moving and almost made me want to ship so can i sink that ship in canon in the sonic universe i don't know what age tails is here he's six in the games oh Oh, okay so i'm just gonna sonic is sonic like 13 15 oh wow alex should know this the ages are in the sonic heroes manual you should know this how old is is the the black female with cleavage Why do you want to bring up the oh bat God. person so much? Why do you want to Okay, no, hold on, hold on. I've looked at that manual so many times. I want to know how sick Japan is. Heroes, she was 17 and was similar age. She's underage still, but she's like... Uh, yeah, it's why am yeah, I not so surprised? Why underage cleavage. Okay, okay, okay. Why am I not surprised? I regret bringing this up. Who's the pink, who's the, oh, the pink, or the, the pink person uh Pat. amy rose amy rose it's, it's, it's just, like I've seen her it's just me though for some reason she kind of reminds me like she's like a furry version of sakura from naruto okay okay uh, <laughs> amy is not in this episode so there's a really good reason this. i'm glad they didn't bring in all these extra characters yeah um, i guess that there'd be a lot more to talk <laughs> about um, yeah <laughs> so we, we referenced uh, off screen eggman um we referenced knuckles because oh yeah like the the I red guy. Yeah, the red fellow yeah, who was very was it, um, gullible. Was he the, the anti-hero character? He... Yeah, he's from Sonic 3, the edgy echidna guy. 
So he's kind of like a proto man, proto man of this show. Mm. Okay, Sonic. look, I'm I'm just gonna have you read the Mega Man Sonic comics, and then just you'll be good. So <laughs> yeah, fine. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and uh, also, um, Metal KO. There is a Metal Sonic, right? Yeah, really. That's Sonic CD alongside yeah. Amy Rose. Okay, okay. So I knew that was referencing something as well. So like KO turning into a Metal KO is Metal Sonic. And, and then when when they're both underwater, you can actually hear a slight. It, it's very brief, but it's a it's a remake. Of the original drowning noise from Sonic One, where like if Sonic doesn't get oh an air bubble God. in time, like the music gets oh fast. Oh. That's they, awesome. They brought back just that little bit of and they brought that back in as Sonic's like swimming up and Tails grabs them. You can hear the music for like a hot second. Oh, that had that had the music one of my favorite levels. Like the second level of the original game had this song like do 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 do. So that, <laughs> well, there, there's a lot of musical cues that are pulled from from yeah. the Sonic games. Like yeah. also, like that the part where they show the title card and they have them in the yeah. logo. Like that do, music do, is also do, very do, influenced, do, do, I think, by the do. Sonic music. Is that like uh, the main theme or like what? That's like the main title theme. They don't play the most famous theme, but that's basically like the level one theme that everyone kind of knows. Yeah. Played. Uh, I, I love oh. the level two theme. That's like my favorite. Um, the, there's a, oh, yeah. go for it. Oh, the first game. Uh, the, there's also music being played when uh, Metal Ko is chasing Sonic through all those tubes. That also felt yeah. very iconic. They're like like that 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 little musical. This was also like felt like something that I remembered from a long time ago, but like I couldn't pay it down. But it sounds really similar to the In the Hall of the Mountain King song i wonder if there was ever like a copyright infringement or maybe it was like different enough that they could get away with it oh is, is it a marble zone it's a marble zone level two of the first game i'm looking at youtube yes. here it says sonic one music marble yes, zone. yes okay. marble zone is level two and i That's hate marble zone, but as to the episode <laughs> i love the song though <laughs> yeah uh let's hear um other big references i'm um, also in that and that sequence there's a point where they're running through a giant tube that's very colorful i that that's like a very the special re- stages from sonic yeah yeah so two? Like, uh, sonic 2 yeah yeah so um, I, that that was very uh um blinding at times yeah. <laughs> uh, but they did that um at the Just very name dropping all of sonic's attacks like the homing attack the spin dash uh, the light yeah, speed yeah. dash um so are the plots from these games very different? It's not all the, always the same like plot. Um, the plots are very different, and we don't have time okay. to get into those. Um, no, I just want to know they're different. It's not like like Mario, for instance, like almost always the same plot. Save the princess. No, it's it. Oh my god, I don't have time for Sonic yeah, plot. Yeah, well, it's it's not touched upon here. The story yeah. here is pretty simple. It's uh, Sonic gets tricked by chili dogs. Bosman <laughs> kidnaps uh, Rad Enid in an effort to show up um, Eggman. By by the way, the reveal that a Bosman went to college and b yeah, it was the, his roommate. Bosman and Eggman like went to college knew. together. Like, mm. can, can you imagine the Botsman Eggman of like showing each other up in class or something? Like, yeah, live for that. Villain, uh, good old fashioned villain rivalry. I love that. That's what the Stand by Mandark from Dexter's Lab was there too. That's my headcanon. Oh. <laughs> I wonder what Boxman's haircut looked like in college. Ooh. Maybe he had a lot more hair. Maybe he had like long hair. Yeah, maybe knows? he had a mullet. Yeah, <laughs> mm. I can see it. 
the last reference that really stuck out to me was, well, A, besides the biplane and Sonic riding on the front of it, which is literally ripped right out of Sonic 2 and Sonic Mania. Mm-hmm. Um, right at the end when uh, Tails is like, oh, I'm sorry for being jealous. And K.O. goes, oh, it's okay. Live and learn. Live and learn is the main theme from one of the best games, Sonic Adventure 2. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, the game that introduced Shadow the Hedgehog. Um, oh, Shadow! I, like, weirdly know who Shadow is. I He's immediately like started screaming right? that song. Um, so that, 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 that very small line made me very, very happy. Mm. Missed opportunity to, to connect Shadow the Hedgehog and Shadowy Figure. Oh I did not yeah. know there was a Shadowy Figure because I don't watch OKKO that much. But <laughs> when I saw the next yeah, episode, nice. let's get Shadowy, I was like, is my edgy hedgy here? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he wasn't. He, I mean, he is edgy. He's just not a hedgy. Yeah. He's <laughs> not an edgy hedgy. Okay. Uh, and uh, also, um, the, the references go so deep that Sonic at the Olympic Games is referenced because he yes! has fan yes! art when, when he won the winter and summer sports games because they can't, they, yeah. I guess they can't say Olympics. But... Yes, that they referenced because I was like, oh, Death Egg, yeah, that's from a lot of the games. Oh, Ultimate Life Form, Sonic Adventure 2 again. Oh, sorry, Sonic and Mario at the Olympic Games. Look, I'm just glad he didn't draw KO the Hedgehog. Bunch challenge for those of you at home. Make sure safe search is on, type in your name, then the Hedgehog, and see the first fan art that pops up. Oh, What? Would would these be called Hedge-sonas? Yeah, They are called Hedge-sonas. Okay, okay. So, yeah, that that, that does seem edgy. It's the Hedgehog (laughs) Challenge. Oh, I found one. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm found, I found my hedgesona. Oh, she has a nice trench coat. That's cool. Yeah, to describe Michelle the Hedgehog to us. She's got these big, like, like Converse high tops from the future looking boots Ooh. and jeans and, like, an orange crop top and this bright blue trench coat and fingerless gloves Honestly, and long blonde hair. <laughs> Honestly, that, that description sounds great. pretty fly, but... <laughs> yeah! Everyone should look up Thoreau now. This is great use of time. Careful, it's careful. That's all I say. <laughs> yeah, we, it's we, a we, weird we, fandom. Y'all. We, we were sorry. lucky on the first try. <laughs> let's not test our luck. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's hear um, the other big things. Uh, I mean, Bot- Botsman like drops a loop de loop. It's like we get the classic. Literally, Sonic the level. loop from from Green Hill Zone Level One. It's a stage in Smash Brothers. Like it's classic. Yeah, yeah, and, mm. so, and, and we get the whole like Ko wanting to do it because he worships Sonic because of the sweet oh. and stuff. Uh, uh, then mention though. Then mention how how weak Sonic is. Like if he loses all his rings, pretty much one more hit and he's dead. I love power level ring. Yeah, yeah, power <laughs> level ring. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's enough internet. I found. Sonic the Hedgehog with Steve Buscemi's face on it. I'm done. Oh, I'm no. done. Uh, I'm, I'm finding all your hedgehog sonos for you. Oh, oh no, I'm familiar <laughs> yes! with that. Yes! Well, that, that, uh, uh. Just, he, Michelle has posted Justin the Hedgehog. It kind of just looks like Shadow, but with yellow highlights in his hair he, and a sword. These are poor children doing their best. I don't <laughs> yeah. blame them. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, let's, oh, it's a uh, fandom, y'all. Yeah. It's a fandom. Instead of Chaos I, Emerald, one to one day do an episode just of all the Sonic shows. 
Yeah, like Sonic is on its own podcast. I'm sure there is a Sonic podcast out there where like people much more. Oh no, I want to do an OVA episode where I just grab two of you and just drag you along through the nightmarish landscape that is the mm-hmm. Sonic fandom. Yeah, that, 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 that really... a lot like the Total Dramarama, but like <laughs> with Sonic. Oh come on, they posted Alex the Hedgehog. All it is is Sonic in brown no, with like purple has, hair. There's better Alex is the Hedgehog part. part. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Yeah, fine. I mean, yeah, fine. Uh, (laughs) Instead of a Chaos Emerald, there's a Master Emerald that... Okay, so actually the Master Emerald is the source of all the Chaos Emeralds. It actually controls all seven. It's Guardian on Angel Island by Knuckles the Echidna. It's the main plot of the third game. The Master Emerald breaks into shards in Sonic Adventure 2, so (laughs) Knuckles and Rouge have to go and hunt down the shards. (laughs) Oh my god, did they rebuild the... Oh man, imagine this thing... Um, I, imagine, I wonder how far Dylan will let you go if it was a Dylan podcast, Justin. No, Dylan would not be on it. He would refuse. <laughs> well, the, 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 the shards are not, but the shards are not Chaos Emeralds? <laughs> no, the Master Emerald is like the control for the Chaos Emeralds. So it's oh. like the one in charge of all the others. Okay. Chaos so, but, sometimes like it breaks. Sonic thing? I weirdly know what, about Chaos Emeralds, but I thought they were from, like, honest to God, like a Marvel Universe thing, but they're from <laughs> Sonic? Infinity Stones. Uh, oh mm. my god. Oh, they're all the same. They, so they Sonic are. has I mean, Chaos Emeralds. Why are they chaotic? Colored like, objects that when you have yeah. all of them let you do amazing things. Exactly. No. It's like the Dragon no. Balls, right? Chaos Emeralds. I kid you not. Super Sonic, when he gets all seven Chaos Emeralds, is just spiky yellow Sonic. Like, he is a Super Saiyan. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, it sounds... Yeah, I love it. <laughs> um, and, well, I mean, I, I guess we, are, we haven't really talked about the story, but I mean, the story isn't that, like, complex, you know? It's like chaos. It's really not. Yeah, K.O. wants to help Sonic uh, in the process. Uh, K.O. and Tails come to an understanding about being Sonic's friend. There's a moving thing where, like, Tails, where Sonic is like, hey, like, I have little buddies everywhere, but you're my best friend. Oh, Aww. I don't know. Does so, that sound a little, uh, a little dirty? Tails is six. We, we already covered this spot 10 minutes ago, Steve. I'm going to get in trouble. Someone's going to write and be like, Justin is gatekeeping by ruining my ship and using <laughs> the lore, at, like using the game manual from before I was born. No, 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 no. Just, just no. Tails is. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, Tails I, will, is I, I will respect that. Uh, any final thoughts on the Sonic episode before we move on to uh, accepted OKKO lore? Um, yeah. Michelle, first. Anything else you want to say about this? I mean, it's just crazy to hear Justin talk about all this crazy stuff they threw in there very intentionally. And I, I mean, it goes to show they, they very painstakingly thought of all these things and place them in a way that even if you don't know what they're there for, it doesn't harm your understanding of the episode or the story in general. So good job, team. You did a great, like, Easter egg drenched thing. And it was really fun. So good for you. Alright, Steve, final thoughts? Ah, someone who's not really a big Sonic fan, I enjoyed this episode. It, it made me interested and made me want to learn more about Sonic. Um, I was fine. I mean, the only thing is, I was really hoping to get Julia White to voice Sonic in this episode. That's sort of a major <laughs> letdown, but other than that, um, it's perfectly fine. I, it was a nice surprise that you got Tails. You got a, like a Digimon legend voicing Tails, so that's actually something for me 
because <laughs> I mean I know much about Sonic, but I'm a big Digimon fan, and 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 a lot and done a lot of the stuff that Colleen's done. I'm a big fan of, so I'm cool with that. So okay. thank you, Okay Ko, for a great episode. Right. Wait, I and, do have one question. Why, Justin? You can probably answer this. Why can't Sonic swim? Why is that his Achilles heal? <laughs> Did he, um, did he okay. eat some devil fruit? So, what? is there a specific <laughs> reason in the games why he can't swim? Yeah. No. Just, okay. In the original game Bible that like was the production design, did his father die in a vat of toxic waste, and now he's scared of water? Yes. Oh my god. It, okay. Well, he can he can swim. It's just he can't hold his breath unless you get a certain item. Well, Sonic, he, oh. he would fit. He would fit right in in the the One Piece series. You have to get you have to get air yeah. bubbles throughout the game. I hate yeah. water levels in Sonic yeah. so much. Yeah, that sounds yeah. stressful. Well, you got oh, all right. Um, so, your final thoughts on the episode, Justin? Before you want to uh, head out here. God, I love my blue trash ball. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why is he trash? Is that his fault? The games aren't good, or like most okay, of them. Okay, okay. In one of the games, he kisses a human woman, Michelle. I mean, okay. they've done some weird things with the character. Maybe it's they've, okay. Sonic <laughs> is just a weird. 18. Sonic is a weird franchise with lots of ups and downs, a really weird fandom, and the most convoluted lore in the most number of timelines possible. Yet somehow, I still love it. And apparently, Yay. a lot of other people do. And seeing it get some of the most respectful treatment. I mean, Sonic Mania. Those those Sonic Mania animated shorts are a plus plus. And seeing that same style, like the way they use Sonic. The way they loop Sonic's legs in that in those shorts are what they do here. It's beautiful. I love seeing my little blue blur. <laughs> it's awesome. Okay, okay. Oh yeah, before before we before we finish up, your thoughts on the upcoming Sonic the Hedgehog movie, please. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I hope Jim Carrey doesn't break his back trying to carry the whole movie on it. Aww, <laughs> okay, okay. he's carrying it in that mustache they gave him. That's um, way Jim Carrey's that, that, Man is what I always wanted. That mustache is probably going to have for like five minutes, but okay. Well, well, I'm not hey, sure. hey, hey, they're saving it for the sequel they're never going to make. Just like sure, they made Power yeah. Rangers when they brought in well, Tommy as, in the end credits. Well, God, someone, well, as someone who's familiar with a movie called Batman Forever, good luck, Justin, this movie being good. You rely on Jim Carrey being a great gonna villain. It's not going to be good. It's not going to be good, but I will watch it. <laughs> yeah, there you we're, go. We're all waiting to enter the gangster's paradise with Ben Have you, Did you see that someone had made a gangster's paradise Sonic AMV about eight years ago? Wow. Oh my that, that, that's God. Perfect. Maybe they stole the, the it. The inside joke idea. now is that he got a job at Sega, slowly worked his way up, and <laughs> got enough power that he could make his AMV at cannon. long last. Nice. <laughs> Uh, speaking of Ben Schwartz, I, be- I believe there's also a Ben Schwartz reference in here because Sonic goes, he's the worst, which I think, which I was told was a Parks and Rec reference. Yeah, John Brownview says it. It's like one of the best lines of that season. It's yeah, great. So uh, somehow even the movie is represented in this episode, even though it's in the future. Hoorah. Mm. So, yeah. With that, we are Sonic is closed. Sonic is over. We're done here with Sonic. Uh, Justin has not seen the other episodes, so he will probably disappear into the light like also Sonic fandom. So thank you, Justin, for appearing here. Hello. He's our yeah, shooting. Thanks, Justin. Back to the Hedgesonas. Justin, yes. our shooting. <laughs> yeah, back to back the Hedgesonas. Well, Justin, he's our shooting star. Appears like one stage seven. I have to go unlock more characters in Smash Brothers. It's been great <laughs> okay. seeing you all. Right. No problem. See you. Take care. Bye, Take care, everyone. Enjoy the Bye. rest of the episodes. Bye. So, 
with that in mind, we spent about half an hour on Sonic, so that leaves us about yeah. half an hour and change to talk about Man, the rest of these. Maybe in hindsight, we should have just done a last week. Should have just done a solo podcast on Sonic. Maybe, but you know, it yeah. was fun. It's the, you get a twofer. The, the yeah. listeners get get a like twofer, double. Yeah. <laughs> um, so a lot of stuff happened in the other episodes as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess. We can begin just. There's too much to go like episode by episode, so I think like first we'll we'll just talk in general about the biggest stuff which has happened, which is first of all, Shadowy Figure and KO figuring out. Well, I mean, yeah. So first of all, well, 3D episodes. Well, it makes it easy. 3D episodes really connect as to the main plot, and then they do other so. Yeah, so Ko and Venomous figuring out their father-son relationship, mm-hmm. which leads to a reveal about Venomous and Shadow Figure that we have been predicting for the past yeah. few seasons. Oops. Yeah, we all called it. Yeah, and I uh, mean, I was reluctant to believe until the past couple months, but yeah, it turns out it was true all along. Right, and uh, and we get from that to the merging of Shadow Figure and Venomous to TKO taking control, which is also a thing that what, we had discussed before. And what is it with us, with shows we cover that has shadows in it, and big parts? Because shadows are evil, and edgy, <laughs> and dark. Well, and wrong. Well, want. Lena's not evil. She's a shadow, she's not evil, so... Well, she was for a brief moment. But... Okay, what's the... <laughs> Anyways, that's the DuckTales. Uh, so, yeah, so, uh, Michelle, your thoughts on how... Uh, I, I guess um, OKKO is nearing yes. its end. So yes. How, yes. Do, how do you feel about where we're headed, uh, considering all of, all the stuff that happened in these past five episodes regarding our, our story here? Uh, I mean, like, what do I think is going to happen? Or, like, how much does this make sense? Or uh, Yeah, I guess first, but... just, like, how, how how did you enjoy seeing how this unfolded? Did you think it was too predictable? Or was it fun? No! You know, like, how, how do you feel about it? Yeah, it was great! I mean, this stuff had been, was being seeded for so long, and I feel like those were the best kinds of payoffs, right? Mm-hmm. When you can, you can have enough evidence presented to you to reasonably piece together an expectation for what's going to happen and either that's confirmed and it's great or you're surprised but the surprise makes sense based on new information it's not just like out of nowhere so it was very great like i honestly did not like if shadowy figure was going to be professor venomous i couldn't see how venomous wouldn't know about it so that part kind of threw me that shadowy had been shadowy without him even like being aware and actually it started making me ask kind of a weird question because like you get the sense from let's get shadowy that the flashbacks like or wait is it let's oh my god i mixed it. i can't remember what happens in caro versus let's get shadowy now <laughs> no no it is let's get shadowy we remember these okay so if venomous was like experimenting on himself post him like running away from point and that's when he like takes a potion that turns his skin purple and that is somehow tied to his i guess turbo form shadowy form then how the heck does ko have a shadowy form too because like carol hooked up with him before any of that other stuff happened so how would ko get that power mm. that doesn't make sense i, to I was me. on the impression though when shadowy figured his debut episode sort of gave ko that power like that's why that's what that's the way my interpretation of it we have to go back that's like a long time I, ago from what I remember 
yeah, it's been a while since I've watched Tuesday, but I think it was like he he got well, Keanu to tap into like this cage full yeah. of like shadow, yeah. and he opens the cage and reveals that that is like a person, and that then he like knows like oh that's my turbo form, but that that it, it had always been there, not that he like gave it to him. He was just trying to make him like tap mm. the potential of that power. So like yeah, I don't know how Keanu got that power. But, like, in general, I thought these were so good. Like, we got a lot of Fink. We got a lot of Dandy. Mm-hmm. We got a lot of Boxman. We got to see Boxman yeah. interact with Carol in a very oh, awkward uh, first moment. Thing, yeah, when I saw that, uh, first thing I see was you, Michelle. Like, Michelle oh so God. happy. It's so awkward. And Boxman's trying, like, when Carol drives away and Carol's like, bye, I love you. Boxman's like, yeah, bye, I love you. It's just, <laughs> oh, my God. He's, like, trying, but it's so awkward. Yeah. And he, like, does a thing. He was like, I told, like, VM not to, like, let the reveal drag out. But you know him, Carol, right? Like, he's, like, <laughs> trying to get on her good side. And she's just like, no, I'm not going to play along with this. <laughs> so, I, like, I loved all these episodes. Like, the Red Action episode is really nice because it felt very validating like if you had lived under a rock and somehow did not see the fact that they were dating coming like this really (laughs) nailed it for you in a very obvious way a couple times and that was wonderful and it also killed the not that like I hate the idea of Rad and Eden together but like it it really did cement the platonicness of their relationship I mean they killed it but it also teased it a lot I love how they they kind of trolled the audience with the whole I was freaking out I was like show what are you doing like yeah. don't you remember the cupid episode that you made like well i was pretty sure that? though if they were gonna do it it wasn't gonna be like like rad had feelings for eden it might have been for red maybe if they were gonna do that oh <laughs> maybe yeah that's because i i was pretty sure it was not Edith that that rad was saying i love if he was gonna do i love anybody i'm just saying no i think that makes sense and i also like i'll just say like i i've been so worried about tko since KO locked him down in his subconscious. So the fact that he turned on this hard makes perfect sense too. Like KO, you yourself bad by doing this to TKO the first place. Like he was way more on your side and you didn't really understand it, but now he's like super mad at you. So he's not going to give you your body back. So Mm. like, again, it's like reasonable resolution of a consequence that was previously set up. So I'm super happy. Like I, I'm, like, sad that we don't have a lot left, but, like, I feel like the build-up is super satisfying for me so mm-hmm. far. All right, all right. Um, Steve, your thoughts on shadowy figure stuff and, I guess, the general thoughts on the rest of the episodes? Oh, I oh, it's, I loved all these episodes. Um, shadowy figure was pretty good. Um, but, yeah, the... Uh, the Red Action 3 episode was probably my favorite. <laughs> okay, well, we'll go with that first. That's word yeah. word, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the truth is, though, my enthusiasm and excitement as I was, as I was watching these episodes, is when I realized we're at the climax of the series. The series is about to end, and that really sort of depressed me yeah. towards the end because I realized it's almost over. Though I, though, the two things I'm most I'm very happy about, yeah, it's Enid and Red can just be open with their relationships. And second, the Boxman chur- Boxmore children, they found their place in life. I'm so happy for them. Yeah, they do. They're good guys now. Um, I ca- I'm pretty sure, though, if there was a season four, this would not have happened yet. This was just going to be towards the end of the series. When uh, Ian realized the show was about to end, he would do that. But, but yeah, I'm happy for them. Um, 
I'm hopefully I'm hoping though in the last in the fan finale though we get Fink on our side too. So because I I'm not sure how she feels about this this uh these two shattery figures like team up like I definitely seems that pretty much that uh, shattery venomous has pretty much left her behind for TKO. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure eventually while she's done playing her video games you know in her own world she'll get we'll get her on our side of her own jealousy. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I will say that this is a very excellent batch of episodes. Uh, the, season three of OKKO OK has honestly like kept up at such a level that yeah. like I, I think that it has an argument to be like by the time we're done, we get to the finale. Like this could be show of the year, honestly, like in terms yeah. of like, just ha- how how many good episodes have come out, like all in like one thing and it's, it's it's partly because of like all all the time it's, that we've had with this show so far yeah. now they're finally like okay we need to wrap things up and so like now mm-hmm. it feels like a lot of stuff is momentous and it's building on stuff they've done over the years yeah. so because of that it's all like culminating and, in this way but i just i really enjoy the experience as you guys have said it's kind of sad that it's ending but at the same time i appreciate kind of like seeing the final fruits of yeah like, all that i read together, yeah you know? i read this this comment on the internet and i cast agree at the very least cartoon network at least pretty much they let the people they let the creators have a heads up of when they're gonna like end their shows so they have time to do finales unlike it's like say nickelodeon probably sometimes does not really do that <laughs> so i'm kind of thankful the cartoon network that at least we're going to get an ending whether we like the ending or not we'll see but at least we get an ending so sure sure yeah. and it, it definitely feels natural enough and again like these are big things that have been set up throughout the show especially the shadowy figure tko dad all, all that stuff is like being combined into like one one single storyline and i think that they're handling yeah. it pretty well and the idea that like tko is going to be the villain of the finale is very interesting it's given, very like, interesting because yeah. like you know like ko has been your main your your main character yeah. throughout and like the the most wholesome boy in the, in the history <laughs> of television and like somehow like the evil version of him is going to be what like the rest of the gang has to face up against mm. it's it's quite a choice for a finale but also like one that i'm all into because mm-hmm. it like that that feels more meaningful in a way like try to like get get your boy back you know and, uh, versus like just having some random villain like even if venomous himself was the villain but like he's cool but i'm not sure like he merits like overall series villain but like with tko like that exactly. adds, that adds a whole yeah. angle right so like I I really enjoy like this uh, kind of uh, turn we're taking for or, or like the setup we're doing for an ending for this. I like how they subtly hinted here that Ko he really wants to know if his dad loves him. That really eating up on him and and I and I think the lesson is going to be at the end. Maybe your dad does not love you, but heck, you have other people that love you. So that that should be enough. I'm really curious, like, because I know Shadowy says that he and Venomous reached an agreement, but I also kind of feel like he totally took over Venomous's body. Mm-hmm. So it would be interesting to see in the finale, like, yeah, is Venomous just going to be kind of evil and KO has to just live with that fact? Or is he better than he appears right now? I don't know. I, I but wonder, that's something. I wonder if, if they're going to be able... To, I know they're going to... Bring KO back. They're gonna save him, but are they we're gonna save Venomous, or is it just gonna be too late? They can't they, save him. They better not kill Venomous because he's, he's Boxman's boo. Like you can't yeah. do that, a Boxman. Okay, so Boxman. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, he, he walks into the sun again. Yeah, that was. Uh, yeah. I mean, 
Yeah, I did. <laughs> it <laughs> happens. Yeah. Uh, the, the credits it shows like little cutout of Botsman surrounded by a field of death rows. <laughs> because yeah. death rows are also dead apparently. It, it, <laughs> it appears though he found he found a little little peace, inner peace and stuff. So yeah. it appears if we don't see him in the finale, at least it appears he got a happy ending. So but I'm sure we'll see him in the finale. I was kind of yeah. shocked that he just like left everyone, but I guess Boxman, you know, his his boo betrayed him. That's like a lot to take. So maybe he does like finding some me time with Jethro. That's what he needs right now. I, I guess I can respect that, even though like all he just leaves his kids in a box. It's so sad. Like they're, but, like they're like kittens. I know yeah. he adores them. And and now and now the, the robots they gotta. They have no more lives because I'm just saying. Um, since bo- they don't have box more like factory no more, so if like they die or anything, you can't be rebuilt. So they they're like humans. Yeah, they have to like they have to make this count. Yeah, though I still hope, yeah, though I'm still hoping for Pinocchio type thing, and they actually get turned into humans by the end of the series. <laughs> We, we, already, we already did the AU episode. We, we did. That, but, uh, but that's why I want, though. I, I said, I'm going to be honest, because I just love human Shannon. She looks so cool. Okay, so. okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, there, there's, there's so much in these episodes. Um, we've, we've, we touched on Fink. I want to, like, say that Fink in Let's Get Shadowy is, like, doing a very excellent performance. Because, mm-hmm. like, the, the first time you're watching it, you like totally buy uh, like the way that I got her performance is like she knows something is fishy, but also at the mm-hmm. same time she's jealous. So like that could be like clouding her judgment, mm-hmm. and so that's how I was for like most of it until like we get the thing where like she she's the one to like point them up and it's like hey like this is what it actually is. And so then when you rewatch the episode, like you can get a lot more of like ah it's the, guys don't yeah. get too close uh, to this. Like I know why you're not supposed to know this. So like it it. Mm-hmm. it, it adds a layer on rewatch and so like i i especially enjoy episodes where i can rewatch them and get like a different angle on how why characters are acting the way they are yeah. and like think is just fun no matter what but like especially in that episode they think is is like a very intriguing character which is like her, her motivations for all this oh i so, yeah because I, I, I remember I, steve was wondering before if um she was just gonna be super jealous of ko yeah. because he was his real yeah. son and she wasn't but i think the like you i'm um, first like you're saying Alex yeah the first time you watch it it seems like oh she's jealous and that's why she's such a stick in the mud but actually she's just she's scared of them learning the truth because Shadowy said he would take her boss away and her boss is the person she loves the most so you like feel for her like it's it's more complicated than we're assuming it is and it's it's really good I thought thought it was was a sweet moment between I think in uh, Boxman when he left he said like self called words like take care of yourself take care of yourself Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that, that was sweet. I, I tell you though, if uh, things don't work out, if we if you don't say venomous or anything, maybe Boxman can adopt her, ad- adopt her at the end of the series. That would be a fine. Yeah, I'm sure he would. Yeah. Man, especially now that, that his that relationship adopting your ex's daughter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, so but fit, I think that'd be good for each other. That'd be a good duo, especially now since his children have pretty much grown up already. They've got they found their own path, so. Mm-hmm. That actually brings up a good thing. I just realized. So, boxing. I will say this for like I know of you know been boxing's cheerleader for a long time. I will just say, okay, he he loves 
venomous so much but he has the 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 trust and belief in his own self-worth to know when he needs to break up yeah and he does that and he he makes a clean cut with venomous he says like i am a villain i'm not a monster Mm -hmm. i would just think that's an amazing line and good for him Mm -hmm. for respecting his own like boundaries and not thinking he needs that relationship if it's going to be toxic and just like good job box man i'm so Mm -hmm. proud of you i hope if it doesn't work out with venomous that you find another beautiful evil man to be your life partner forever yeah that 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 line of uh, i am a villain not a monster like Mm -hmm. like a real like power move (laughs) it's like yo i have the moral high ground here for once i'm gonna use it yeah (laughs) (laughs) so yeah but um botsman has has a tough go of it in these episodes also um there's that moment at the end of carl where like shadowy venomous and tko have decided to team up and then you get like the cut to botsman alone in his office and he's got like sweat yes yeah it's a very serious cut and like you only see like the bottom of his face and his hands kind of clench that's such Mm -hmm. a just good frame shot it says so much about tone it's like we're really like Mm -hmm. We're heading to something very scary here. And for a show like KO to do that, that just feels even more intense somehow. Because they don't normally go there. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of, of that DuckTales episode where it ends with, like, Scrooge sitting alone in his room yeah. dark. Yeah! Too. And, like, you could tell, it's like, okay, we're ending dark. And we're, like, <laughs> yeah. Well, wow, similar so thing, good. too. A similar thing that Bo- Box- Boxman lost his family. He lost his whole family, kind of. Though I think... He he got rid of his children himself. He could have kept them, but yeah. <laughs> no, he he's the, he he decided that's the way to do yeah. a fresh start. So you know, yeah. I, I, I try, he he's old enough that he can make his yeah. own decisions and know what's good for yeah. his self yeah. care. So okay. yeah, <laughs> good for him. Um, so the, oh, that, oh, oh, thing. can I talk on one other thing? I love I love the line though. Oh, maybe later we talk about the fight with the the shadowy. Veteran's shadowy figure in TKO. We're gonna talk about that later. I... Well, well, I, I was gonna get to to like the relationship between KO and Venomous because uh, okay. another like big part of like let's get shadowy is, is as KO is figuring out that like Venomous doesn't want to deal with shadowy anymore. It, like he figure he hears the story that like he doesn't have control over shadowy figure. So yeah. like there's this line where it's like I want to save my dad because he's more like me than I realized. So like now yeah. he's like also getting the parallel like hey yeah. like me and TKO is. Is that like the same struggle that like Venom no! is having with it's different. That's but, like, different. That, that, that's how that's how KO is interpreting it. Yeah. Which I find interesting. No, it that's... is interesting. And I do think the show must be building to some kind of like I think like obviously, like again, so KO and Tiko have worked together and like drifted basically and had the same goal. And even up until the end of Carl, like TKO was gonna take out Shadowy Venomous for KO for both of them. And it took Shadowy Venomous pointing out, like, well, KO like locked you in. Doesn't that suck? And maybe we're more like than you are to KO for him to turn. But up to that point, he was way more on KO's side the past two seasons. So I feel like I'm hoping KO's resolution with TKO is that like, look, like you are a legit part of me. And you don't have, like, that doesn't make you a bad part. Let's just find a way for us to coexist, mm-hmm. like, on a way more equal way than we ever have before. Mm-hmm. And we can we can be 
the the positive version of what Venomous and Shadowy never could be. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like that's the next ultimate step, but I don't know if they're gonna go there because I wouldn't let myself watch it, so it'd be a surprise. So I'm not mm-hmm. sure. But I hope so, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I just had the thought: Would like a perfect KO TKO fusion just be teen KO at this point? It's like, oh, KO is <laughs> yeah. growing up, you know. Oh. It's like he's able yeah. to accept all sides of himself now. Except the eyeliner side too. That was a good. <laughs> that was a good part. Oh, I love teen KO. Well, if there's a teen, if teen KO one by part, you might get a lot of zits and pimples. So, well, you gotta take the good with the bads. <laughs> yeah, you do. Again, like the, taking the good with the bads. Like you yeah. gotta get the point with the angsty teen TKO. They're both important. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So like, and so we have Ko like at the end of that episode being like, well, he wants to stop it, so he can't be that bad, right? Oh, and then and that's then we skip just over to Carl. Yeah, uh, that's just Ko definitely being in an abusive relationship. When you say stuff like that, denial stuff like it's like uh, if it's yeah, not a it's not necessarily that, but it's more like just Ko like be eternally positive about yeah. it. Yeah, well, yeah, but I'm just saying that's why yeah. some people stay in abusive relationships because they're internally yeah, positive yeah. that things are going to work out. So, right, right, and uh, like we have in Carl, like them, like s- trying to be like father son. Like you have the awkward dad son head pads going on in the beginning yeah. there, and like we have awkward time watching uh, mega football together because that's what like Gar does with. <laughs> I-, I I find it also like Gar being kind of like stepdad in this situation. It's like well, my stepdad, we do these things. So. Yeah, it's so cute. Like I lo- again, I love that Ko has like all these dads in his life. It's, it's pretty great, and they're all very different, but they all offer an interesting perspective for his growing boy brain, and that's mm-hmm. great. Um, yeah. Also, in Carl, like a, a running gag is that Ko keeps saying, "I can tell your dad really loves you." <laughs> yeah, it's so yeah. sad. I know. About. Poor Ko. Yeah, it's, uh, but like he figures, he figures out like Venomous is like manipulating him into eventually getting his TKO out, and the reveal that Venomous and Shabby figure have fused at this point. So, or mm. I mean. We, because the thing is, I don't think Shadow Figure taking over Venomous is necessarily the right thing. Because when that happens, isn't it just Shadowy Figure? Uh, like a, a... It, it's Shadowy Venomous. Yeah, well, it's Shadowy it, Venomous. For some reason, he has a new name. And well, because, said... because like he says that they like came to a compromise. So, like I, I, what I thought was like, oh, okay, so that's like confirmation that like this is a mutual agreement. Because if it wasn't mutual, then he'd just be Shadowy Figure, right? I. I don't like. I want to believe I, he just took over Venomous, but if Venomous agreed, but I guess the name thing would make more sense. And and it says also in the name thing, the the real Venomous is gone. Pretty much, it's exactly it's, yeah. yeah yeah. Like maybe he's shadowy Venomous now because like we know his identity, so he's not and, just like a shadowy figure. And, but he's like yeah. Venomous, who was also this a shadow. Yeah, this could be, be too. Yeah, this could be a Unovatu situation here, like. When when that happened, uh, Unilock was pretty much dead. When as soon as that happened, so who knows here? Though I don't think Shadow Figure is as powerful as like the this Death Spirit. So I <laughs> death so Venomous still has well, a it's the, it's the equivalent for this show because like as we see in Dendi's video channel, like it's turned into a post-apocalyptic wasteland. Oh, and by the <laughs> way, I kind of find it, laughing funny here though. This post-apocalyptic stuff. 
and they still like make a big deal over how a shadowy venomous kind of owns like Boxmore. Like the war in yeah. the apocalypse, you should not be that, that stuff like ownership of property is not really a main thing. It, that doesn't really matter anymore in this <laughs> apocalyptic world. It still does, though. That makes it funny, kind of in a weird humor way. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so, so like that—that's like the main story going on. But like, oh, there are two other big wait, characters. Wait, wait, wait! One more thing. I want to... yeah, oh, okay, okay, well, okay. Any final final thoughts on oh, the Shadow Figure TKO stuff before we the, move on? The part when they went to the point, um, they they KO never told like Foxtail that that was Laser Blast. And that was such a big she, part. I think she was figuring it out, though. She's like, father, at the end. I yeah. think the wheels were turning in oh. her brain at that okay, point. Okay, okay. So maybe, she, yeah. So maybe she, but she always knew Laser Blast was K.O.'s dad, I guess. I mm-hmm, guess she did. Mm-hmm. So I guess that. Because that was such a big part of her life. That's why she turned sort of anti-hero because of Laser Blast, losing Laser Blast. So I thought that was good. Okay. Yeah, but that, that, that is a detail. Like, Flot's Tale made deals with Shadowy Figure, which is, like, really out there, but... Yeah. Uh, also, like, there's a random cameo from the Billiam guy, the golden-headed person. The, like, oh, yeah! Uh, his only purpose would be like, uh, I don't know. I don't she, know who that is. We just wanted to bring him back to hear his voice again. Yeah, yeah, so he's around. So, okay, so I give you the choice between talking Dendy or Red Action. Who are you more Oh, no! I can't do that to Steve! <laughs> oh, my God, <laughs> Alex. Uh, I know, it doesn't coin. matter to me. Okay, we'll flip the coin. You got the coin? Uh, red, red, red Action. Okay. okay so. All right. Dendi. We'll just say no. she has a pot in her head now. Right? No, we'll, 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 we'll get to Dendi. Dendi has just... a big part in the plot. Yeah, yeah, she, she, episode, she, so. she's big, so we'll get to her. But I just want to see who we're going to do first. And I guess we should do Red Action first because she is important to us as overly animated yeah. for yeah. representational purposes. Because Red Action and Enid, we, we've already established that they're dating, but, like, four people with the hetero lens, like, mm-hmm. you could have, like, twisted your way around it. Mm-hmm. I, don't, hey, I don't honestly see how, but maybe. Yeah, <laughs> maybe you could have. But here... Maybe like, you're the most dense person you, in the whole world. Like, on top of using the word we're, <laughs> every time we go out with each other, we use that phrase, and then at the end, like, we have them jellyboarding to the, together, they smooch. And Rad literally goes, I support this. <laughs> I know, like, and then yeah. it's like, weirdo, we support you too, which is good. That was a good uh, comeback. That- yeah, so it's like yeah, being, being awkward, but also like it's you know like this is a thing, and we are not going to question it. So hooray for establishing this finally. I also um, like the part when Red's like nobody talks bad about me in front of my girl, and it's just like oh. ah, so that's so high, but also romantic. <laughs> ah, yes, it's really good. Yeah, I'm guessing you enjoyed the rest of this episode too, Michelle. Oh yeah. yeah, I mean, I think Red's a great character, just like regardless. But it's just like there's so much. Like she blew her a kiss. She had that line. They smooched at the mm-hmm. end. Like I just like all the moments kinda, are so. Funny. I just love I, it. I wonder if she, they're gonna ever go any dates in the future. Like literally the future. If Red would just let <laughs> it go to. Yeah. Well, that seems like good. Like, if there were OKKO <laughs> comics, I feel like that would be yeah. like a storyline that you could you could do. Uh, the, 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 the episode title itself, Red Action 3 Grudgment Day, is just good yeah. for like Terminator <laughs> parody. But... It's, kind of, it's, like, it's like we're completing the trilogy here. Yeah. Yeah. 
It so reminds me of the Lion movie trilogy. I actually, there were maybe four Lions episodes that were specifically, yeah. but like, I like that it's a trend. Just like mm-hmm. three of this particular character that we're bringing back for a reason. It's yeah. good. Yeah. Well, yeah, I love this episode, though I didn't really agree with the sole moral of the story, the time travel. Um, because I think the moral should have been, you can't erase your past. You got to learn from it. And I think there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, you know, people we grow as people. It's called character development. Well, Steve, they did though, because you remember Red Action from the Future is the one that gets to tell old Red Action, like, look, like you're gonna regret this later. Like, trust yeah. me, don't post it. It's it might not matter to you now, but it will. So I feel like she still yeah. has that self reflection, even if mm-hmm. she's changing her past, which oh, I like. Yeah, and I, I guess you could, like, the negative uh, side, side of this is, like, why are we about kowtowing to Rad's uh, sensitivity here? Yeah. But the, the good side is, like, well, hey, maybe if you have friends and you care about their feelings, maybe you should respect them, even when it means, like, sacrifice for yourself. So, like, mm-hmm. I think there are, like, two two different ways of, of looking at it. And um, it, it depends. I mean, I think the reason it's, it's a bit iffy is because Rad is not necessarily one of the characters yeah. that, like, are famous favorites are like yeah. make logical decisions right, yeah. sometimes so it's sometimes hard to side with like yeah. what bothers him but i think that there there's um there's an argument on both yeah. sides to be had yeah. about whether this is like a, a positive well, or negative yeah lesson. hardest yeah right well, I, hard I mean question. i believe it i feel like and again like the rad of season three is very different from the rad of season one and i'd say rad's yeah. like been a pretty yeah. solid dude since season two because he also had the whole episode where like enid was kind of like making fun of him too much and he had to like tell her like yeah like you're actually really hurting my feelings this isn't cool mm-hmm. and i feel like that's not something rad could have done in the first round of episodes so mm-hmm. i think rad's like legitimately mm-hmm. like pretty great now and the fact that he like has a grudge against enid's girlfriend because she made fun of one of his closest friends but he feels like awkward admitting that he cares that much about it Mm -hmm. like makes sense for his character too so i really like that that's the resolution also the fake out of the like i love it's like so frustrating (laughs) but so funny like i love it it's really good it was worth the payoff was worth it was worth it yeah (laughs) absolutely but I, yeah, I, I, I just want to briefly say I, I like that analysis and I guess it, it makes sense that like Rad is portrayed as a much more sensitive male character than we usually get yeah. in these shows like especially considering like his looks right like it, especially in season one like you're, he's portrayed as like big buff broiness so like the fact that we added that sensitivity to him over the season so now we, we are able to have episodes like this. So maybe just also like kind of has to do with like the biases that we keep in our head about like the the the, the looks of characters and how we shouldn't maybe let that govern uh, how we look at these. Uh, at also, like I th- that, right. Also, I think him meeting his family, like learn more about himself, helped him a little bit. He be a little more sensitive and just he had, now he knows who he is and what he mm-hmm. can be. So I think I thought that was a very positive experience for him. Yeah. yeah, same with the yeah. cat episode, like, confronting, yeah, like, too. just because other people think that it's lame to like cats doesn't mean he has to think that way. Because mm-hmm. I feel like, I would even argue, Rad, Rad's always been a very sensitive character, but what's changed is his willingness to kind of 
freely express that to the world over the course of the show. Mm-hmm. Like he's much more willing to be like honest and open about it instead of like freaking out at the very thought of people finding out and being like hashtag exposed. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's been like a big part of his arc too. And I think that's wonderful. Cause like, yeah, it's saying like, yeah, you can be like really into working out and like kind of like, like some jock stuff but that you can also like cats and stick up for your friends and and care about things and cry Um, and stuff and that's like kind of nice too you think now you see now you think now that he's a good guy that rad and raymond may become but like buds now oh i hope so i really do steve (laughs) we we, we will get to raymond but uh there's a briefly like other red red action uh stuff other random stuff Uh, we we go back to prom and we get red action and prom outfits so that's yeah she looks so good in that dress yeah, like Enid gets to be kind of awkward, like trying to like dance with her. <laughs> oh so, my god, yeah, uh, funny. Oh, that was very good. Um, this is our only crinkly wrinkly appearance, I believe, because he like oh, gets on the surfboard and crashes into a wall. So good, <laughs> good for him. Uh, he had he had fun. Um, he did on his gravestone. It will say crinkly wrinkly. He had fun, yeah, or it will yeah. just say I'm everywhere. One of those two. <laughs> yeah, doesn't and, matter. And finally, like we, we, as as mentioned, like she goes back into the past, and we have the title card two seasons of television ago because we see Red Action from season one with a oh, bad haircut, oh, and she's like they... yellow initially, which I totally forgot. Oh, so yeah. yeah, you know I don't know if they did. You know what they should have done though? They should have gotten. Uh, Kale's original voice actress to appear in that episode. <laughs> At least you could have mentioned how oh, Kale's man. voice, how Kale sounds different. Yeah, the- but we yeah. already did. Let's watch the pilots. So. That's true. <laughs> we already made that joke. But yeah. yeah, but I, 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 I love. I continue to love OK Kale whenever it goes meta slash yeah. hits the fourth wall. So good for them. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so with with that in mind, now let's D- Dendi. We're moving out from reaction. To- Oh, well, okay. Well, what, what, what else? The final thoughts on Red Action because there's a lot of stuff. Oh, I don't, I don't know nothing. I don't know. I don't <laughs> <understand>. <laughs> the, 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 why are you complaining? Oh my God. Okay, because oh, I love the episode. I'm ready. Okay, no, it's okay. well, you know, you know who else we yeah. love? We love Dendi. Dendi. Dendi has been missing for a while. We have not been really had like a Dendi well, episode should... to talk about in a while. I, I saw and her the show... on a milk carton the other day. Oh, okay, good, 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 good job. <laughs> um, and the show itself seems to recognize that because in your good friend KO, like Dendi's whole thing is I'm kind of in the background. I, yeah. I I want recognition. This is a weird feeling. Why do I want to be recognized? And like the the moral of the story is a being like she realizes that the ones she wants recognition from are the people she cares about, which is KO. Oh, and like I'm gonna say like you're a good friend KO. I think is like the not like the weakest of the five but like it's still a very wholesome episode like it makes me feel very good dendy is just cute so like it's it's certainly not a bad episode by any I, means that it just it makes me feel good I, in a weird way it sort of connects to the uh video channel episode it kind of sets up dendy's character a bit and that she's like she's the one who's really taking charge here in ko's yeah. absence so Mm-hmm. Uh, Michelle, how how do you feel yeah. about Dendi here? I love Dendi. I love that she has a little pool with the fish inside it <laughs> on top of her head. I uh, I remember some of the some of the like borders on the show were writing were like, wow, I can't believe that my like self insert character was such a jerk to Dendi in this episode. Yeah. I think that's like such a great layer to the show too. But like, I really liked it. Yeah, I mean. 
it was just sweet. Like I, it's another one of those because Ko also as a show just really likes having a message at the end, like some kind of commentary on like a very relatable real life thing. And I suppose this, I mean, it can be related to a lot of kinds of recognition, but certainly like as an artist or as someone creative, like you, you, you sometimes crave validation and attention. It's like, what, who does it really matter that you get that from? And that mm-hmm. being from people you actually care about, I like can totally see that being like a really good, healthy way to look at it. Mm-hmm. So I really, yay. I, just, I really yeah. liked it. I really liked episode two. Dendi's just so adorable. And we got Dendi focused. <laughs> we found out about the, what took off her, she had a little pond growing up, growing in her head. It means she's growing up. Going through yeah, she's growing up, yeah. Um, and the one question though, in my head is, where the where the heck is Miss Quantum? She's just not <laughs> nowhere inside. Like worst teacher ever, man. Just not attending her class at all. Yeah, she she's busy sharpening her pencil or something. Yeah, yeah. like Ko was just like reading in the beginning about cyber Egypt and mega Greeks. Well, <laughs> yeah. well I got just so funny though if we saw. Miss Quan was there, and we if, if we just do that that penis adults noise, do that our horn noise, like, and then Miss Quantum be like, I I, I saw something in my throat. <laughs> yeah. uh, and uh, I I will say I was very angry with the kids when they were making fun of her beret so specifically me, because yeah. the beret is cute. It's, cute. Okay? it's yeah. super cute. Yeah. So the, yeah. And, well, I, the anti beret people should go down. I don't like. Them. Well, well, some I also learned from The Simpsons: kids can be cruel, meaning yeah. they're allowed. To... <laughs> yeah, we can. Yeah. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we have Dendi in that episode, and she's also in Dendi's video channel. And like there, Dendi, Dendi's whole deal is: I want to be positive for. Yeah, people. the video channel. Yeah, she she Ko is kind of her role model in a way, and so it's like I want to do what Ko does in terms of making people happy. I will say the 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 one thing that stands out to me of like Dendi's whole thing is when she tries to cheer up Carol and oh, Mr. Gar. Oh, and it backfires. Like, for, like first, it's the gag of like her needing to figure out what comedy is, and she has to like Google it. It's like <laughs> improv. I can do that. Impressions. Yeah, I was like, okay, impressions. Let's try that. And like she does Ko, and like. Carolyn Gar are just like horrified. Yeah, it is <laughs> okay. a little scary with her like hair like that and the way she's talking. Like, I sure do love my mommy. It's a little disconcerting. I'll agree. And it's like you're doing an impression of a person who practically died. <laughs> everybody's <laughs> acting. Do. Everybody's acting oh. like Ko's dead. Is like, oh, hey, I'm no. gonna pretend oh. to be. Him. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's such a good point. <laughs> it is like he's dead. Poor dead. Yeah, she's so like Carolyn Gar is just like, bye. <laughs> Poor Dendi. She's trying. She is trying so hard. She's the only one holding it together here. Everyone else is just... Everyone else is a wreck. Like, Brad and Enid are too busy. The robots are listless. Like, it really is on her to just try to make the best of a bad situation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, like, Dendi ends up infusing positivity to the robots. He teaches them about friendship and love. (laughs) Do we? And this is the episode they had. This episode had this real funny line I want to talk about is the robots like when they're fighting a, a TKO. They're like, "This is for a Jethro or something." Oh yeah, and, we're and like, then they yeah. said, "Oh, what like about someone Box- and Jethro?" And then they said, "Boxman Junior." They say, "No, we still hate him." Like, 
Yeah, he's just like, no, nah, just Jethro. Like, Daryl does not want to acknowledge Boxman Jr.'s existence at all. <laughs> and also, Jethro was a key member of their family. So yeah, he- Jethro was there from the beginning. He was, like, the first one. Well, he was not the first one. I think K.O. fought Daryl first, but Jethro was, like, the second one he fought. So uh-huh. he goes way back. Uh, we finally get them, like, uh, joining together to be, like, a Voltron-type thing. There is cow- oh, cowboy hat for Daryl. <laughs> like, oh, my God, I love it. Oh, I uh, love the- the original name is Special Edition or Sherry Land. And it's like, they nah. change it? No. Nope. It's like Botspot Prime. <laughs> Why so. didn't they think of this sooner? Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. a good question. Why, if they knew they could do this, why didn't they think of it sooner? Yeah, well, it's a good thing. Yeah, it's a good thing. Now they think about it now that they're good guys instead of bad also, guys. Like, Shannon's just like the butt slash torso. Yeah. Like Michaela's one of the legs. Like it's pretty, it's pretty goofy looking, but it's great. It's very funny that Michaela is like part of this crew, given that like she's yeah. never like really been part of their family. Really. Uh, she's she's a great cat robot though. I love her. And uh, we we get Dendi is like, hey, like you can have a new purpose at the plaza, and so like we get this okay. uh, kind of like a, everybody, all the robots Gosh. doing things at the plaza. Shannon now cuts hair. Raymond works with Droop at the fashion oh, store. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's like flipping the arrow at the tat's office. Yeah, that's <laughs> a good that's a good job for him. Yeah, <laughs> it feels like a burn. Yeah, Why is it, that a good job for oh, him? And I and I kind of want to see a spinoff about. Raymond and his job and uh, Duke, because uh, they had they have their history. Yeah, that that, yeah. that that's like a, a, a real a reality show on TLC. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And, and Daryl works at the bodega, <laughs> yeah. so replacing Ko. Uh, yeah. That that Sparko guy is still around. What is he doing? Like, well, why is he on his butt, just like sitting at the store while everything is falling yeah. apart? He works there technically, but I don't know if he's mm. doing the best job. Who knows? <laughs> Yeah, but uh, and so they're protecting the bodega, and Rad and Eden, yeah. Carol and Gar return, <laughs> and uh, the video ends. And it's like, don't yeah. forget to like, comment, and subscribe. <laughs> but so. then also at the very end, like the, it did that whole like um, video up next. It's like Plaza Tournament imminent, like rumor, which is like a oh. very YouTube channel kind of mm-hmm. clickbaity title, and I loved that. Uh huh. Oh, so like, do you think like that's the next episode then? Like, I haven't actually looked at it at the. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe. I I do probably think the next episode we're gonna see Ko again. We're gonna see him inside his body trying to take control again. I think that's probably gonna be a big part of the plot of the next episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I could I could see like like a two part like the end of that episode. Ko's back. He takes control. And then it's just us taking on Shadowy Venomous. I feel like Shadowy's not going to win without TKO, though. I feel like the only reason Shadowy has a chance is because of TKO. And I don't know if he's honestly more powerful, but again, like, Shadowy tried so hard to get him to test his his Mm. power before. And maybe being the son of him, somehow he could have more power because he also has Carol's power, and Carol right. was technically more powerful than Laser Blast when they hooked up. I don't know. I do, yeah, I do think these two characters are going to be a big key in turning the tide. Boxman yeah. and Fink. Look out for them. Wait, what? You think Boxman and Fink are going to turn the tide? Wait, you think Boxman is returning for the finale? No, well, maybe. I, I think they'll. I think, well, I think at least we'll do something to really help turn the tire. At the very least, tell the good guys a secret, like, the weakness or something. 
you know, she's been... seem like Boxman acknowledging her being there did, did seem like important. Like, I don't think yeah. that line would be if she wasn't going to do something. So I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So um, this is our, probably our second to last KO yeah. podcast. So, well, we could still, well, hopefully maybe we could do like a, uh, a series overall review podcast. Maybe, maybe. Oh, like, of, of actual... episodes of the series. We have to do yeah, that. Yeah, that, that's possible. But of yeah. actual episode recaps, this will be our, our yeah. second to last. So, like, the, uh, if you've uh, followed, I, I was like, we'll give like a bigger thank you once we actually do the finale. But if you've listened, if you've been listening to us so far, we, we thank yeah. you for following along with us uh, on this journey and uh, we're we're always happy to be thank able to you. talk about the show yeah. and f- we'll be back one, one more time whenever the finale is announced we don't have a date for mm. that yet although they've been releasing episodes fairly consistently so like Who knows? De- it feels like it's definitely going to be this year at least i kind of wonder not. september maybe i wonder if it's going we're going to make it to nycc before the finale yeah. when is when is new york comic con beginning of october First week of October. Oh, yeah, maybe. And maybe, so. and who knows? Maybe if this the finale airs on TV first, maybe we could do a same night podcast for once. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, actually, that, that that is a possibility that they might save this for like exclusive TV premiere, yeah. which, which again, like, is rare for OKKO, but <laughs> maybe it's a finale for goodness' sake. Who knows? But uh, uh, until then, you can find out the info on this podcast at OverlyAnimated.com. You can join us on Discord to chat with us about uh, animation at OverlyAnimated.com slash Discord. We have an OKKO channel there where we've discussed all the latest episodes uh, as they came out. So if you want to talk specifically about OKKO, that's a good place to do it. Uh, if you enjoy listening to us, you can support us financially via Patreon at patreon.com slash animated. Thanks to all of our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Damien, a.k.a. Diamond Day. Uh, thanks to our Patreon executive producers, Ryan, Steve, Beatrice, Hugh, Michael, and Needle. Uh, besides OKKO, OK we are still covering a variety of other shows going on. We've got Final Space going on. We've got Fruits Basket. Uh, we've got Chira. Miraculous um, Ladybugs, maybe. Miraculous, yeah, Miraculous <laughs> Whatever. Ladybug. Uh, th- there, there's a there's a wide. Uh, we recently uh, did a podcast on the Rocco's Modern Life movie. Yeah, that was Netflix. fun. That was a, a, that was a very um, analytical podcast. If you want to take a look at that. But yeah, so we, we, we cover a wide variety of stuff here at Overly Animated, and we will be back to talk OKKO OK at least one more time. But until then, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Bye! Bye.